0: Welcome back to Transformer Issues. I am your host, uh, Elon, and with me is my co-host... Aiden, hello. <laughs> and this week, we pick up where we last left off with Transformers, last end of the records, issue number three. In addition, this week we will be reviewing two figures from the 2017 Titan Returns line, uh, Top Spin, and Twin Twist. Aiden, how can people get a hold of us? And now you can find us
1: on social media on Instagram at Transformers Issues and on Twitter at TransformerPod. And I would like to give a shout out to Jazz Fuzz. If you have a story to tell in Chicago, my podcast, look him up.
0: Aiden, are you ready to roll out,
1: man? Yes, I am. And now we will proceed with the third episode of Transformer Issues. Before we begin the issue, let's talk about some stuff that's coming out. As with San Diego Comic-Con and earlier, we are getting, as mentioned last time, a new addition to the um, current Transformers movie-verse, originally directed by Michael Bay, uh, which is supposed to be a prequel to the whole thing, where Bumblebee first shows up on Earth in a way, or not really. Like It's giving him his own individual story and I Hope he'll give more depth than he originally had.
0: Yep, but well, I am a fan of of Transformers, and I gotta admit, like, I... The last five movies were, again, like, I would just say this, really tough to swallow, but I am looking forward to this only because the director did Paranorman, and I actually did like that movie. And the the director also directed Kubo and the Two Strings. (laughs) Yeah, so he's got, like, good... Like, storytelling chops under his uh, wings. It's got a nice track record. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm actually kind of excited because they are going back to the 80s with them. So we're actually going to get the chance to see some of the characters in their original alt modes, particularly Bumblebee. Like, I am totally digging on um, uh, the Wonderfest news that's coming out of uh, Japan where they ta- showed uh, one of the upcoming Bumblebee toys. I'm nice pers- I yeah. myself am personally most... Okay, that actually looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. It does a nice job of capturing the Bay movie aesthetic, but melding it with a G one style too, which I,
1: which I, which I think is a perfect blend because those are my two. Honestly, those are actually my two favorite uh, types of designs for Transformers, and to put it into one, I think that's really great. And huh. the first Bay former Bumblebee to transform into a Volkswagen Beetle, which Ooh. I just remember Bumblebee as, and I. Looking at anything else. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. It, it's, I'm kind of glad they're bringing back the Volkswagen Beetle. They couldn't do that for a number of years because Volkswagen said that, like... No. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be associated with war toys. <laughs> so they missed their chance in the 2007 movie. And so I, I think that's why they're giving the go-ahead for Hasbro to use the classic Volkswagen Beetle for their classic Bumblebee movie, which I just think it's a great design. I love the fact that, like, the... The parts that form, like the headlights, form like the part of the torso. Now it kind of harkens back to the first IDW Bumblebee design, which I really liked. Oh, I agree. That design was great. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was a total, total lot of fun. And they're also doing a special edition of something of the Transformers Four: Age of Extinction Voyager Evasion Mode Optimus Prime, where it's just basically they took the original. G one Optimus Prime like truck mode, and they made the Bay Michael Bay uh, the first Optimus Prime design change into that instead. But so, so wait, is Optimus Prime supposed to be in this Bumblebee movie? Uh, well, here's the thing: they haven't said anything yet. I haven't. It so far it's just been four bots: but, Shatter, Dropkick, Bumblebee, and Starscream. <laughs> yeah, just the four of them. But I, it is interesting, and like this, to, it's a remold of a toy, and they usually don't do remolds of like an existing design unless there's like a really good reason either it's an anniversary or there might be an appearing in an upcoming movie or it's just a really good design <laughs> oh yeah but i'm kind of tempted to buy it even though i have the original version of this one already like out of the uh four
1: bots that were shown mm-hmm. um what do you who do you think looks the best and what are you most who
0: are you most excited to see I'm definitely excited to see Starscream. I agree. <laughs> yeah, he definitely—they got like the side vents and the helmet just right. It's Just a perfect iconic design, and Starscream looks intimidating as all hell. Oh yeah, as he should be. But the thing that I'm most looking forward to, or most curious about, is his characterization because it by the like kind of by default, uh, Starscream ends up being one of the most interesting Decepticons because he's a bad guy, but he also wants to be the ruler of everything just as much as Megatron. So it's kind of fun to see the internal tensions done that uh, done right. And it's also cool to see when he's actually ruler of everything and to see how he handles the situation. Although it's bad comedy. Oh yeah. This week's issue of Transformers last stand of the records was written by Nick Roach and James Roberts and pencils by Nick Roach and Guido Guidi, who, it, both of which are fantastic heavyweights uh, in terms of the art, Transformers artist world. And uh, let me tell you, those sometimes it's a little bit hard to tell between the styles, but that's only because uh, they're both really good, or Guido is really good at understanding Nick's uh, line work. Straight off the bat, we open with a cameo from a classic G1 character from the 1984 cast. It is the King Cyclops himself. Shockwave. Yep. Having a little tit for tat with Overlord. Who had recently just repaired him.
1: You, you see, he was headless in the first panel.
0: <laughs> yeah. But A seems to be getting a lot better, getting quick really fast, and is on his feet already, striking a deal with Overlord over removing a little gift that Megatron gave him.
1: And after that, we cut to where we left, left off in the previous issue. With the Wreckers
0: dealing with Decepticons on Garrus 9. But with a lovely narration by Fistytron, a.k.a. Iron Fist.
1: Where it goes over the rules of being a Wrecker. Meanwhile, chaos is ensuing in the panels behind. (laughs) And every rule is getting broken. (laughs) All at once. And then we move on to back to the pit where... Uh, some of the records crashed. The previous episode, the, cre- the be, 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 be. words, <laughs> the previous issue, <clears throat> mm-hmm. where, where it would appear that, who was that again?
0: Uh, that it looks like Iron Fist, Verity, Pyro, and Perceptor, and Rotostorm, and not Guzzle, but oh look, oh Top Spin and Twin Twist. Hey, shout out, are all about to get into a bit of trouble. With uh, <clears> the <throat> the big man himself overlord. <laughs> yep. But oh uh looks like our death count goes up One, to five. <laughs> yes. Five vicious death uh vicious death and rotorstorm is the first Autobot to buy it.
1: As in he got shot in like square in the head, spraying Energon
0: all over the other wreckers. <laughs> hmm It's pretty nasty viscera. And well wow. I just like the fact that like it's getting into like their eyes. So far not anybody's mouth, but still kinda ill. I mean some, two of them don't even have a mouth to begin with.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, but they got good sprayed good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but throughout this entire issue, it's mostly just like absolute chaos. <laughs> like there are there's bullets flying everywhere. Things are not going well for the wreckers. As in, they just crash-landed into Garrus 9 and are getting bombarded by Decepticons. Yep,
0: and it looks like uh, Topspin and Twin Twist are actually sharing some sort of, like, pain. It looks like in the bottom one panel of an issue here, it, it looks like uh, as one is drilling into the ground, the other one is experiencing the pain of the other, so something more is going on. Which, ooh, cool. But then we go on, cut back to the pit, and Overlord just begins uh, again monologuing over the wreckers, and which basically gets a wreck and rule response from the team there, as they try one more time to take on Overlord. Meanwhile, the
1: other group of wreckers that were separated as soon as the battle started are attempting to
0: escape. <laughs> But uh, seemed to be falling into a pit, but that was supposed to be house Autobots, but it seems to be some sort of trap, of course. Oh, well, it did have one Autobot. Sh- shout out to Emerald App <laughs> Oh yeah. It did have one Autobot, though. It looks like uh Oh yeah. Kickoff from our uh the guy who was ripping out the other the Decepticon's head mid transformation. Mid that was mid transformation? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kickoff is a uh action master where they Take off like the T cog, so they can't transform, and they just become like a hardier transformer, so to speak. But poor guy, he's had uh, better days.
1: As in, he's he has an arm ripped off. He's all dented. He's not doing good. He' dead. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I hear that the other group of wreckers, including Impactor, I believe that
0: is. Uh. Who was that? Oh, uh, one of the twins. You're talking... Uh, it's Springer and... Springer, Impactor, and... <laughs> Twin Twist. The one that doesn't fly. That's how I recognize it.
1: Yes, right? of course. <laughs> Meanwhile, back into the pit. Obviously, all of the Wreckers are getting, uh, no pun intended, wrecked by Overlord. Mm-hmm. Being beaten around. As Overlord makes an announcement to all of, this, all of the Decepticons on Garrus 9 that if, if they can bring him the head of a Wrecker, they are free to go.
0: And needless to say, that's getting a huge response from the so-called freed cons. Although they're
1: so technically not freed. If Overlord's around, they are not freed. Oh, no. It,
0: but it uh, looks like Perceptor's got a quick plan where he blows up, uh, or he good delaying action, where the Transformer kill count goes up. I want to say at least a dozen bodies, depending on like the explosion here. There's a lot of flying. So should we say uh, seventeen is
1: the current death count?
0: Yeah, let's go with a yeah. I feel like seventeen's good. Maybe like yeah, seventeen. Let's just keep it there for now. It's gonna it's gonna climb. So oh, I'm sure it will. <laughs> looks like the Pit Wreckers are still on the run. Where Iron Fist has a freakout. Where
1: what? he's having a mental breakdown.
0: <laughs> yeah, it looks like his uh record our audiopedia on the Wreckers entry just doesn't match up with the reality of being on the team. Who is that? That is topspin, the well,
1: the top, one who flies. Yeah. <laughs> while the topspin, it top topspin is, well, top is giving him a little, little chew out.
0: Mm-hmm. As in, you are not a wrecker; you are a tourist. <laughs> Ouch! Because he was actually told to brought in, While records tradition ma- maintains that all records are actually voted in, but then we cut to Guzzle and Cup. Where we actually see something, where we see more of Guzzle's backstory, where he talks about how a a lot of friends of him died during a rescue mission to save one Autobot. And Cup, not realizing that he was that Autobot, says, Well, I hope the guy was worth it. And Guzzle just says, Depends on who you ask. Storms are brewing there. (laughs) And then we come back to the southern wing of Garrus 9. Where it would appear that Pyro had ju- has just left out, um, I guess
1: you could say injured Verity from underneath his chest. I guess.
0: Yeah, and we cut back to Pyro and Topspin talking about the, the Topspin and twist, Twin Twist shared connection. Where they have something called a branch spark, where their nervous sy- systems are interlinked, so one gets hurt, the other feels it. And they're on a team that has like a thirty-three percent death rate. So, my hats off to their bravery levels. At that point,
1: that just reminds me of a scene from I think it was X Men First Class. It, it was one of the X Men movies where uh, Magneto puts a a coin through someone's head while oh yeah, he, uh, um, Professor
0: Xavier is holding him so he feels the pain. Oh yeah, Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was a that was a brutal and slow death. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to slowly put a coin through. I'm not, I'm not trying to get on a ride. I'm just trying to murder you. Mm-hmm.
0: He had exact change for that. <laughs> the Autobots are the pit wreckers. Are ch- begin chatting amongst themselves, and they finally mention Aquitas again, whom begins to grade the uh, secret identity. Who begins? or blah. Aquitas, the secret alleged transformer that's safely hidden behind. Are safely hidden in a massive vault in Garrus Nine. Was well, he the Juggernaut from Deadpool Two? Could be, but at this point, nobody knows for sure. So, but at the, but at that time, Verti begins to uh, begins to kick her, tries to kick her way out of Pyro, and <laughs> mentions that she thinks she nearly broke a rib. As in, as she
1: remarks, humans don't bend that way.
0: <laughs> but, Take the for what you will. So the Autobots begin to mourn their fellow Wrecker, Rotor Storm, who died a horrible, invisible death. We're still at 18? Or 17? We are at 17. Okay, the count is still at 17. But then we find out the fate of the Garrison 9 Warden, Ultra Magnus, who who seems a lot better. You know, he's not exactly what I'd call factory fresh anymore. I, I think his warranty might be voided, but. Just just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to need a whole new set of every limb and. Every single one, except maybe the head. And it looks like, oh, wow. It looks like he used a new pair of eyes. But uh, the reason being that he's safely discarded by a big vault door is that the Decepticons have turned him into a lock picker, an automated lock picker to crack the code to the vault and grant them access to Aquedas. Is it everyone
1: wants to do? Mm-hmm. Hey, there's this there's this giant weapon hidden behind a, a cell. Let's break them out.
0: Yes, but before they can actually, but before the Autobots can actually begin applying first aid to poor old Fort Max here, Iron Fist warns them that the rest of the Decepticons are on their way and they are head head, head hunting for their prize because they want to go free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just when they, just when it happens, Perceptor unlocks the door and introduces the Pit Wreckers to Aquidas. But meanwhile, we because we
1: don't see Aquidas. it's <clears throat> it's a little bit of a cliffhanger on their end. Yeah,
0: meanwhile, and elsewhere, we cut to Twin Twist getting a nasty wake-up call, strapped down into what's being called now a renamed the Spark Extinction Chamber along with a knocked-out impactor and springer, and a blood-curdling scream.
1: As the door that used to be marked Spark Extraction Chamber, someone has scratched in like IN to make it Extinction Chamber. Uh
0: So, once again, it looks like our Wreckers are facing certain doom, so will they survive? Will they actually make it to a fight with Overlord? Find out next week for more. All right, Aiden. So, let's begin our review of the issue. How many shockwave heads would you give this issue? Um, out of
1: 5.
0: I'd probably give this another 4
1: out of 5. Mainly just because I like stories where the protagonists are in like a horrible situation where you're left questioning how they're going to get out of this. It's much like the last issue except a little bit a little bit more action, but as as the last issue was What's going to happen? They are now confronting Overlord, who's the big bad here. No, just the entire issue. You're like, are they going to get out? Is someone, is someone else going to die? You don't know. But while the Decepticons are also out headhunting, there's a lot going wrong for the Wreckers at, at this moment. How many Shockwave heads out of five would you give this?
0: I, too, would also give this four out of five. I do like the fact that, like, it is gorgeously illustrated by Nick Roach and Guido. They just do a fantastic job of not, like, sometimes you can't even barely tell, or actually most of the time you can barely tell when Guido has to take over the art duties. It looks so similar, and it's so well drawn. I don't pay it,
1: I, I end up not paying attention to who drew what just because I'm so lost
0: in the artistry and just the story in general. Oh, yeah. They both have a similar style where they kind of stress cartoonish acting over ultra-realistic detail, and it actually works out really well. I always love when when an artist can do a fair amount of detail and get their Transformers to act, so hats off to them.
1: While simultaneously killing them off.
0: Oh, yeah. And as for the writing, one thing I do like about it is we do find there's, like, internal friction among the team. Some of them are, like, finding out at each other or finding out details about each other in, forcibly mostly awkward or, like, an awkward situation. Like, oh, we're going to find out about this in the middle of a gunfight while on the run for our lives. So you don't get quite a chance to, like, soak in those moments. But it's also because of the fact that, like, there is a cut neck like, tension, like you said, where they're just constantly on the run for their lives and nothing is going right for them. I'd say just
1: like, I, I believe pretty much every single issue so far, it always ends on a cliffhanger where you're like, I need to read the next one. Oh, yeah. The first one gave us Impactor, the second one they encountered Overlord, and third we get this spark extinction chamber.
0: And we also get uh, Equidas. But also, I want to actually give another shout-out to Fortress Maximus' uh, <laughs> damn near desecrated body here, who is not <laughs> quite dead, but honestly, the, page, the next page where you see his eyes, there are just, like, holes Gone. in them. Yeah, and he's got, like, this terrified look on his face. Is he technically dead? No, he just wishes he was. <laughs> so we're not going to add to the death toll. No, he, he's not quite there yet. He's just, like... It's like basically they turned him into a paraplegic and cut out his eyes and then... They mount him on his wall. Yeah, and they put him in a coma over- where he's like living the same dream over and over again.
1: Overlord walks down the hall and looks to his left to see the Fortress Maximus he's like ah, that's a nice ornament mm-hmm. he Got there. Oh yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, he's no longer mint grade, sadly. No. Okay. But uh, let us move on to our toy review where we get Review two figures from the Titan Returns line. We got Top Spin and... Twin Twist. <laughs> yep. Who are very similar. Aiden, why don't you go talk about how their similarities that you notice? so, so We
1: are going to start with the vehicle modes, where the shape is relatively the same, but small details such as the color swap, as in pretty much every single part that's blue on... Top Spin Mm -hmm. is, every single part that's blue on Top Spin is gray on Twin Twist, Yeah, and some of the black detailing on the vents is red instead, but the sculpt itself is is almost identical as, say, for a few details, such as Twin Twist not having wings, instead of having these weird pylons on the front, he has drills.
0: And he has also got treads uh, on the side.
1: He also has treads. Yes, unlike Topspin
0: here, who has little landing gear at the bottom. Oh yeah. And oh, uh, we should also note that because they're Titan Return figures, there's um, little cockpits for the head ma- or the Titan Master figure, which transforms into the head for the figure itself. And uh, oh yeah, so so they're great homages or ho- homages to homages. The- homages they're great homages to the original Top Spin and twin twist toys which um they were definitely simpler compared to these but they did have one awesome gimmick in that they were rollback racers so you would wind up the you'd roll the figure back you'd wind up a wheel you have one you just hear the satisfying clicks oh yeah (laughs) and it goes back and then once you release it as soon as it ends as like a it'll jump up and transform by itself which basically means like the legs would just flip forward, because it's one of those situ- it's one of those
1: situations uh, wherein, like let's say, the original figures didn't really have any posability. That it was just the transformation gimmick, so they didn't have any possibility, They just these uh, these two would just flip out, mm-hmm. and you could get some semblance of the character. But the the main appeal was, I, in my opinion, the robot mode.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, these were definitely catered to old farts like me. Um, These guys represent an important gap in, I would say, my collection, that uh, there was a bunch of Transformers from season... Well, not season two. They technically never appeared on the cartoon before. Not even after
1: they murdered, like, half the cast in the Transformers movie.
0: No, not even. Uh, so they were like there were a bunch of obscure characters that never made it. Like all the wreckers or except the original for, well, ones,
1: except for well, Springer. He did appear in the Transformers movie.
0: Oh yeah, he is he is from
1: G one, but he was mainly used in the wreckers stories.
0: Oh yeah, he's uh, he's like always been their leader, or he's been like their second in command, with usually him taking over Impactor after Impactor dies, like a horrible death in one way or another. But here it's a little bit different. So. Yeah, these are just fun little guys. Uh, oh, yeah, a fun note, uh, that there's actually a landing wheel on the top spin space fighter guy that folds out, but sadly does not spin. No, it's just a solid, solid plastic piece. Mm-hmm. But why don't we actually try transforming these little guys?
1: Uh, so, but actually, first, what we should do is rate the robot mode. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so... Or you mean the alt mode? The alt mode. So, it's so
1: cu- Okay. Or let's, sorry, I didn't do that this time. I All right, so before we transform them, uh how about we rate the alt mode. Okay. Just
0: say just say let's rate the alt mode. Uh let's rate the alt mode. Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit hard because uh their gimmicks is they are twins, so it you know, doesn't really I guess these are Cybertronian vehicles of a drill and a space fighter. I guess, but I think the most appealing part is um,
1: the detail set to differentiate the two and the painting. I personally prefer the painting and detail on Topspin. To be brutally honest, I just really like the blue on the gray, unlike the gray on the blue.
0: Hmm, And twist, tin twist. There, it's mostly mostly blue. Oh yeah. Uh, As for which one I like, I kind of like Twin Twist only because drill transformers are extremely rare. And more wheels. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And he actually kind of has, like, movability. But don't get me wrong, I think topspin's kind of dope. You can never go wrong. I mean, fighter jet versus drill, what are you going to want to transform into? Depends on...
1: Well, it depends on uh, the situation that you need to transform in.
0: (laughs) Well, sometimes you can only be so lucky. You only get... what. one body from primus and then maybe another if you're optimus prime <laughs> you get high q in the power masters oh yeah but let's begin the uh ch- 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 Boy, how do we rate this and in... oh how do we rate this okay how do we rate this uh so i will rate this so how well, do we rate this figure aiden how many how many drill bits do you give t- uh twin twist twist there twin twist um I'd say about, let's go with four
1: um, out of five drill bolts. Mainly because the only reason that it's not higher is because of the painting that I'm not the biggest fan of. I like the darker colors on topspin. But <laughs> the design overall is pretty good and a great use of the weapons that give them extra blasters on the sides aside than just having a drill. It's a also another clever way of weapon storage, and I just really love transforms in general that use their weapons for something in the robot mode, such as uh, there's a Springer fi- there's a Springer figure. Uh, it's the open and play big spring where his sword splits in two to create um, the helicopter blades since he's a triple changer. Oh, yeah, that's always been a dope
0: thing about Springer.
1: Yeah, but uh, what would you how? <laughs> How many drill bits would you uh, rate top spin
0: out of five? Uh, I'm going to give him... Well, he doesn't have any drill bits. He's got, like, nose cone pairs. And yeah. I'm going to give him three nose cone pairs out of five, which is six out of ten nose cones that you can possibly get. Or And the reason being it just being... Well, that was... The reason being is I like the fact that, like, he's a twin... and he does fill that hole in my collection, but I just feel like the jet mode's kind of like, eh. I've seen cooler stuff, especially when you go further down the line, when they start going into later 80s and they just start making their own vehicles from scratch. I personally think that
1: some like much better jet vehicle modes do exist, such as, my my personal favorite is the last night Voyager-class Megatron. Oh, yeah. That as it sadly does compromise the transformation, but I think the jet looks amazing. There are better out there, but this is by no means bad. This is perfect, I believe, and I don't think that you can really judge these two fairly without having both of them, since, like, I believe, I think that the, the fact that they're twins is a lot more interesting, just as if they were separate. So oh, yeah.
0: yeah, how about we transform? Oh yeah, Cool. Yeah, I mean, when you get one, you totally want to complete the set for the other. They just, I just think they look really good together, personally. Okay. <laughs> but they do share identical transformations sequences. Oh like, yeah, it's pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, you gotta like flip out the legs and rotate the wrist, or wrists or not wrist, I'm sorry, waist. You gotta split the waist, turn around, flip the feet out and then rotate like this is going to be a little bit hard to describe rotate the waist forward and then use the front end of the torso rotate that 180 degrees and oh yeah you got to open up the cockpit take out the little guy fold up the nose into the what would be the back and then now you can re make the or rejoin the torso And rejoin the waist, so to speak, to the torso, like normally looking or as it's supposed to be. And then for the arms, you open a back patch or hatch on the forearm and you just basically flip everything out. You flip the housing from the upper arm and the wrist out and then you close the hatch and you're done. And of course, because the head is its own little pilot guy, you got to transform him. Which is as, if every, as of every other figure in the line, yeah.
1: Every other figure in the line,
0: it's ridiculously easy to do. Oh, yeah. But it's still fun. I like the little novelty. <laughs> yep. And dramatic head reveal when you plug it in. Or in this case, snap. Every, and two looked, little identical blasters. Oh,
1: yeah. The blasters are the exact same for both of the figures, which is not at all bad.
0: <laughs> it just saves reduction costs. So why don't we go ahead and rate the transformation. So how many T-Cogs would you give the your di- guy? The difficulty? Yeah. Uh, T-Cogs? Yeah, like, it's the thing that makes them transform. It's that, oh. that part. Um, i
1: actually give it a five. I think it's really satisfying and really fun to do. It can be a bit... Like, it's not that difficult, but we're, even though it's not that difficult, it's, I think, very satisfying to get the whole thing out. And pretty fun. Like, I could just get... I would just get this figure just for the transformation, personally. And it is the same exact transformation. So, how would you do it? How would you rate it? <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I would say... I would say four or five teacogs. I'm on, like, the fence here between that rating because the fact that, like, they is like, the most they are like identical transformation sequences but they change into different things and are different characters and they have that whole backstory being twins kind of makes it more pop out for me more so and it's just kind of fun doing that trans. like when you own both of them it's just fun doing the transformation sequence twice and like still getting like same thing but like different result
1: I could just imagine a commercial for these guys where they just flip at the same time I think that'd look awesome oh yeah that was like actually I think one of the original ones too oh. I'd say the difficulty of the transformation for both of them since they're the exact same transformation unlocking a locked door with that you have a key for you look when you look at it for the first time you're like okay what do I do but as soon as you actually start actively trying to unlock it as transform in this analogy
0: it's pretty easy once you know what you're doing <laughs> I would say it's not that it's not a hard transformation per se. It's just about knowing the sequences, right? So I would say it's more like walking up five steps, of stairs. It's not that hard. You'll pull through you'll, and before, you know, it will be done. Just have to put a little bit of effort. (laughs) Yeah. Just a little bit more effort. And that's mostly just because you have to make certain things like tab into place, like in a sequence. But once you figure that out, oh, you get to practice again on the second figure, which will go even faster because you know exactly what you're doing at that point. Oh yeah, cuz it's the it's the same damn thing.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. One's practice for the other. So, let's get into the full on robot mode of both of them. Uh, like the like the alt mode, the general shape of the figure is relatively the same, but it's the detail and the colors that change it.
0: Yeah, like um for instance, like the torso and the legs are pretty much identical. In fact, the only parts that are different is the head sculpt, the feet, and the actual like on the shoulders is the um, is the major noticeable piece of kibble. One on topspin here, it's on a pair of wings. On twin twists, it's a pair of tire tracks. Even though I, uh, on the inside of the the little tire, little treads,
1: uh, there is some great mechanical detail that. Makes it perfectly blend, and I don't get mad about the cable on this because I generally like that sort of thing. Oh yeah, like, I just it, love shoulder accessories. I don't know what it is; it just looks cool to me.
0: Oh yeah, it makes the profile look more like intimidating, while at the same time, it doesn't get in the way of the transformation. And there's like great all joints in the shoulders, so you get a nice wide range of movement. And in fact, the only other thing that's like different between the two of them is the the colors? Well, the, the drill bits and the nose cones for the alt modes that sort of stick out in the back. You'll see them visually from the, uh, just from the front of the figure. But it's Kind of the only real piece of kibble that even remotely bothers me. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't really, they don't really, uh, they don't really, they're both solid figures as far as I can tell. Are They are fantastic figures. Like, they do what you want uh, or they do what a deluxe figure does or does well. It gives great posability. It's got um, great playability with the fact that like the head pops off and you can just change the body into a po- or an actual vehicle for the little guy, which I always thought was a cool as hell feature on all my Transformers. There's a small ball
1: joint at the head that gives ju- not too much range, but just enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, although there's a little bit of, I guess, kibble on the back of the head. Oh yeah, the because, you know, it transforms into a little guy.
0: Oh, yeah, the legs and the little peg in the back. It does, yeah, it depend, It does the shoulders, like the way they're connected to each other or like the shoulders to the hip collar or the collarbone, whatever you want to call it. It does get in the way. It's a little bit of a hinge. Yeah, but it's, it's like totally cool. Uh, it doesn't actually hurt it that much. To be fair, to, okay, just to clarify, this is a deluxe class, right? Yes, deluxe class, uh, so 15 to 20 bucks, this depending on where you buy.
1: Pretty, this, I think this is pretty good posability for a deluxe class. It's got my favorite thing in the entire world, a waist swivel. Mm-hmm, 180 degrees. It's ball joint at the shoulder, even though the pylons on uh, Twin Twist here are getting a little bit in the way of that, but not too much. It's got good enough range. Swivel at the bicep, bend at the elbow, <clears throat> and ball joint at the knee. Mm-hmm. Has n- nice range in his little spread
0: with his legs. Yep, and they even got it so you can do a wide pose with him, and he would stand just strong or stable.
1: Unfortunately, doesn't have any um, ankle pivots, but you can still get him. At, you definitely can get him into a wide stance and make him look cool.
0: Yeah, and in way, fact,
1: that way swivel does wonders.
0: <laughs> in fact, they're so well balanced they can actually stand on one leg, which I always think is a huge—it's a quality sign of a quality transformer transformer figure. Although I, I'm having a little bit of a problem with it. Oh, you're just not holding the. There we go. There we go. Just don't I, breathe too hard on him. <laughs> I I I think that it might be a bit
1: easier for Tossman to stand because he's got the little little jet mm-hmm. openings at the end of his feet to help him stand. Yeah, definitely for a deluxe class, this is a fan- once again, fantastic posability. I'd definitely I'd buy both these in like a two back for
0: like thirty bucks. Oh yeah. But unfortunately, uh well you can try to get them, but they're no longer exactly on the retail market, but probably somewhere in the big bad toy store. Yeah. But uh Or maybe. How about we
1: um rate these? Okay.
0: So I will give my guy my Top spin. <laughs> spin. I'm going to give him like just three out of five Titan Masters. I, again, I'm just knocking on him because I like the drill bit idea more. And he's a little bit more. less. Like he, the only thing he's really got going for him is that he's like an identical twin. But character wise, I don't know. I'd expect a little bit more from a jet Autobot to stand out more from yeah, the other more, Autobot jets.
1: More jet uh, detailing. Mm-hmm. Make it feel like, oh, I transform into a jet. Yeah, oh, he is oh, a little bit clunky, over.
0: but I like him, and he's not going anywhere from my shelf. I need to complete that uh, 1985 toy line. Actually, I actually probably rate your figure of probably a four
1: at a probably a four out of, uh, four out of five. <laughs> Mainly because I personally prefer jets, and I just love in general design, uh, with much like the Starscream from last week. I really like the wings on the sides of Transformers cuz I just think that gives a really nice silhouette and I've always personally preferred jets over <coughs> drilling vehicle vehicles. It's a I, real boring vehicle. Yeah, I prefer the head sculpt on Topspin more any also. <laughs> now I do think the drill bits are pretty cool, but this doesn't do anything wrong. There's a lot more white revealed in this since the blue is more revealing the legs and the arms, but I would give yours a four out of five.
0: Hmm. Well, I would give also your guy a four out of five, only because I, honestly, I just like the fact that, like, he's a little tank with drills, and he's got, like, a nicer face sculpt, in my opinion, than the other guy. The other guy, I've seen his face before in a ton of times, uh, tons of times on a generic background Autobots or Decepticons. fodder. <laughs> mm-hmm cannon fodder exactly but
1: I would give twin twist also a four also a four out of five because it it's mainly the body shape and the posability that wins over a transformer for me mm-hmm. I if I could I'd give it a 3. 5, like 3.5 um uh, because just it's just the painting it's just like the coloration but aside from that I would definitely put these on my on my desk or my shelf just as an ornament even with the limited posability, th- this, once again, would totally buy this in a two-pack for 30 Oh,
0: yeah. And it's... Yeah. The, well, I mean, if I can combine the rating, I would say a four and a half out of Titan Masters, just only because, like, they work together as a set so well that you like they actually went back and revisited this concept, like, the next year, or the same year. Yeah, I,
1: to- I don't really think that... Um, You can really have one without the other because they look, they just look better, look much better together than they do separate, which I think is, I think that might be the point. But um, the design overall isn't nearly my favorite in all Transformers. That would, that would go to, go to Shockwave over there. Mm -hmm. Just in saying, Shockwave is a design so good that not even Michael Bay could fuck it up, but boy, did he try.
0: Oh, yeah and that was our bay bomb of the week that was mine <laughs> you still have an opportunity <laughs> I, i'm i'm holding it i'm going to i'm going to value my bay bombs you know <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to this week's episode of transformer issues next week we will be discussing the 4th issue of last stand of the wreckers and next week we will be reviewing a special lineup the protagonist and the antagonist of our show with with a Review of Titans Return Overlord and Transformers Generation Springer. If you guys want to talk about any topic in particular
1: or do review requests like something for us to talk about and or review and if uh, you want to be extra generous and send us something to review for free um, approach us on our social media at Transformers Pod on Twitter and Transformer Issues on Instagram. So join us next week. Have fun. And And roll out. out.